0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast.
1: And they are topic worthy of deep discussion. We have a great panel with us on this Friday and our sponsor of this panel of course is Pete's I would like to welcome Michael Giles who served in government for 30 years at the federal, provincial and municipal levels. Michael, nice to see you again. Nice
0: to see you, Arlene.
1: And Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNova, Minister at Trinity St. Paul's Center for Faith, Justice and the Arts and a former MPP for Parkdale High Park. At with laryngitis, but I'll croak my way through. You're going to croak, and I've given you a miracle lozenge there that we'll test it for out. Me. Yeah, yeah we'll test, test it out. It out. John Capobianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner and National Practice Lead for Public Affairs in Fleischman Hillard's Toronto office, and over 22 years of grassroots political experience at all three levels of government. A heavy hitter. John, thank you for being here.
2: Good to be here. Thank you.
1: Okay. Now, why don't we begin with Canada Post? You know, I'll, I'll begin with you, Michael. I, is it dying before our very eyes, I think, is one of the big questions here.
0: Yeah, this is, a, this is one of those companies, and uh, even though it's Crown Corporation, that is essentially uh, caught up in this whole transformational economy. I mean, you know... The, there are realities. We want to have good jobs. We want to have a, a you know they want to obviously compensate people well. But you know Canada Post has major issues. Forty one the, the, the labor costs for Canada Post are forty one percent higher uh, per employee than private sector companies doing essentially the same thing. So there's obviously pressures there. You know the the uh, the uh, 2011 situation was a little different than what we had now because it was a preemptive thing. But, uh, you know, there's probably a legitimate reason why the government has introduced this legislation to get them back to work. And quite frankly, um, you know, every time Canada Post goes on strike, they almost create a scenario where they're actually lessening their their business practices. I'm wondering
1: that. Because, you know, a lot of companies Mm -hmm. are
0: sending out emails and phone Mm -hmm. calls when you contact them. they have enough troubles with competition. Change the digital bills. And so, will they come back?
1: Probably not. I know. Sometimes when they leave, they never come back. John, is this, you know, they've been in trouble for a long time. I can remember decades ago covering this story and then this was before all the the competition online on the other hand why legislate them back if we don't need them is this a sign that uh, there's still a little meat on those bones
2: my my good friend sherry is going to disagree with us but i think it is absolutely right for for the government to do what they did and quite frankly um, michael's right this is an organization that has i think not transformed itself. <clears throat> and over the course of the last number of years. And I remember when Stephen Stephen Harper was prime minister and they wanted to get away they wanted to do away with the actual walks. Because mm-hmm. they found that more and more people Uh, Are not looking in their mailboxes quite fair. I live in a condo, so I uh, I go in and every once in a while, when I check, when I decide to remember remember to check my mailbox, it's ninety five percent flyers. Everything else is all by email. So you know there is there is an absolute reason, uh, and and uh, and a real discussion has to be made about the value uh, of of Canada Post and what they need to do to fix things now. But they always tend to go on strike right when they hit you, right before the Christmas break. They do They plan it. they right. plan it that way, and the unions do that as well, and they know that that's the hardest thing that mm-hmm. they need to do. So they almost force the government to to bring back work And it work brings back
1: nostalgia. You know, it really does. I remember being in this business when Canada Post went on strike. There was a big meeting in the newsroom. What are we going to do? Who's out there? What's the, the whole place? And now here we are having a panel discussion saying, ah, do we need Canada Post? But there's something that you just said, and I it is the tale of two canadas you live in a condo there are people in rural canada and they need this we saw this when they were gonna get rid of the you know the individual delivery how is your voice doing there, Oh, Sherry? I'm
3: croaking along. <laughs> well, she oh, wants but, to speak uh, about this, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and John is right. I disagree, of course. Um, uh, it's an absolute essential service, especially for seniors. Mm-hmm. And you remember the hue and the cry when they stopped mm-hmm. door-to-door mm-hmm. delivery. Tons. And again, for people with disabilities. And the union has valid points. When you legislate people back to work, essentially you're taking the side of the employer. You're making an unfair situation because all the worker has is to take away their labor birth, that's it. So um, in this case, um, Trudeau's acting like conservative, and he's going to lose the union vote, and that's what's going to come
1: out of this. Well, Um, there is
2: the political ramifications, Sherry. You're right about
1: that. Yes. Is this just about the unions, though? Or, look at it this way, I mean, aren't there more conservatives living certainly in the United States? A lot of conservatives are living in rural. We know this nine oh five is a great divide, all those elites downtown, including John. He may not have thought he was. But is, is that something that helps, or uh, is is this government just jumping in? Remember, they you know when it's airlines, they made them go back to work. I think it was Stephen Harper. I get that it was about the economy, but for Canada Post, perhaps it's their way of just saying, okay, we've had enough of this.
0: Well, and I think that's the issue. Uh, you know, this is the, as I say in twenty eleven, uh, Prime Minister Harper sort of preempted a uh, strike because he's you know saying there's going to be an impact on the economy and everything else, mm-hmm. and that's what that in this case. You know, the government has allowed the, the, the collective bargaining process to move ahead. There seems to be no position that, uh, or no reasonable expectation that this is going to be resolved quickly. And, you know, I would maybe take exception with the notion that when you legislate back to work, the the worker tends to lose uh, because, you know, you generally have arbitrators appointed to make decisions. And, and as, a, as a rule, arbitrators have, have tended to be more favorable towards Uh, labor unions and employees. But I think at the end of the day, and I think it speaks to your point, Arlene, there are a lot of people in rural Canada who depend upon Canada Post. Mm
1: -hmm. There are. It's not all about downtown. And, And as you said, you know, why are they doing this and who gets the benefit of this? On the other hand... Look at where we are all you know, as we talk about this is bringing back all these memories, because we used to get furious. Here we are before the Christmas season, we've got a lot of small businesses, we you know, everybody's life counts. It does, doesn't it? If you're running a business, you're trying to sell things, and then it's it's a bit of really bargaining hard. I, I'm jolted by this because we don't go through it much anymore, do we, John? No, we don't. And
2: and and I think that this is obviously something that they're going to have to sort of realize. And and once once this gets resolved at some point, um, but even this rotating strike that they decided to do, which I think was the Canada Post's uh, credit, they were trying to sort of make sure that people weren't being affected in, in the in the massive way that they would otherwise be affected by having rotating strikes. So various mm-hmm. cities and various towns. Uh, <clears throat> would would be it would be sort of affected by this or others wouldn't but i think that the more they do this the more people sort of rely on other means uh, or they, they they become much more reliant on other means through emails and through other other channels couriers, uh, or, or, or couriers by couriers. means or are coming in and playing a big moral nowadays too and if for christmas for the last little while people are shopping on on uh, websites you know, amazon.com and all these things. i know so the
1: canada post <clears> delivers <throat> some of that
2: too. yeah
3: yeah. They do. Yeah, actually, they've got more work now than ever because of online shopping. They I jump mean, in. So, Canada Post mm-hmm. delivers all of that as well. And, uh, and again, they've got valid concerns. Um, and by the way, we need good jobs.
1: These are good jobs. We shouldn't see them go. We should bolster them. All right. But as as Sherry said, are these good jobs? But, well, you know, I can, I can feel the vibrations out there. In Radioland, they're government Related jobs here, so well, I know yeah. it's a crown corporation. Yeah. But it, it, it has she got a point, or is is this the natural progression of things?
0: Well, I think we we uh, we all want to see good jobs. I think one of the issues here is, um, you know, Canada Post no longer has a monopoly. It used to be mm-hmm. the transactional mail was their big mm-hmm, thing, you know, mm-hmm. bills and all that kind of stuff. Most of that, a vast majority of that is done by by digital means now. So what's their main business? And I think that's why they're doing the road trading strikes is because they're targeting places where it hits Canada Post in the pocketbook, which is the package industry. And I think if my statistics are right. Two-thirds of online orders delivered in Canada are delivered by Canada Post. So Mm -hmm. the danger, I think, for Canada Post and their employees is that if this goes on too long, I think, frankly, the Trudeau government's probably doing them a favor. If this goes on too long, UPS, FedEx, and these other ones are going to take up the slack. And you may get clients who just don't come back.
1: And, and that's it, really. And that, they have done, actually, quite a remarkable job mm-hmm. reinventing themselves, John, haven't they? I mean, they were near the edge of yes. the whole thing. They were going the way of the video store. And now they have taken on the enemy and started to do that business. So, in a weird way, this little snapshot of this labor dispute is, as I like to say, very modern. It is not like it was before. They could lose more than they gain, and that was never the case before.
2: Yeah, I totally agree, Arlene, and I think that's what we're going to start seeing, and I think people are going to get sort of, I think they're going to be behind the government's position on this, I think, notwithstanding the unions and and whatnot, but I think that they allowed for as much time as possible to try to get some resolution, and there was some hope that there would be some resolution, but it got to a point where they thought there's just no way this is going to happen. We're now entering December, uh, and the government felt, you know, from a political pressure perspective, they had to do something, and this is what they had to do. And and as Sherry said, this is purely a conservative move for sure. That you know, I remember when when Minister Lisa Wright uh, legislated uh, the Air Canada uh, mm-hmm. workers back, and it was during the summer. I think it was during summer. Cri- yeah, uh, summer they said break, the economy couldn't. Uh, and, and people were getting out of school and holidays and stuff, so they legislated people back to work. So so I think the Prime Minister is going to be certainly in a, in a rock between a rock and a hard place. I think uh, Sherry in this regard.
1: Sherry, is this giving Jag? I mean, Sing. A little spring is his step here. Should he be uh, stepping out here? We haven't heard from Well, he, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he's speaking. <laughs> a little speaking levity on,
3: for this Friday. I'm sure he's speaking on behalf of the union and, and supporting them, of course. But, um, I mean, the reality is it's really not hurting business all that much. I mean, there's a lot of hysteria about all of these trucks filled with mail and mm-hmm. packages sitting around. Yeah, but the simple reality 70, is <laughs> 70 trucks across Canada and, and Cup W said they can, use, they can get rid of the backlog and like two days. So that's hysteria.
2: Although they said that now, though it's funny because what they were saying before this was happening is that mm-hmm. they, there's a backlog and they were trying to incite some level of concern out there that you know there's rotating strikes so they were getting some mail out, but there was these backlog of trucks that were full of mail, but now they can get them through. But but before they were yeah. saying that it might take yeah, 30 and that's days. The, that's yeah, that's the
1: dilemma. You got to create a fear to get people on your side. On the other hand, you don't want to th- think that they're you're holding that you're extorting Christmas and Santa Claus. <laughs> (laughs) cards. We're going to take a break and we will return. Topics worthy of discussion. I'm Arlene Bonin here for John Oakley. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on demand audio.